Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann and the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright idea. Today, we're talking about cookie dough. I'm so excited. Like, I Oh, I can't even wait to jump in today. Um, you guys are going to recognize my guest. If you like cookie dough, I mean, this is like the, the leader in the category. I can't even wait for you to meet. Lauren Castle is on. <laughs> Lauren, it's so great to have you with us. And you probably know her product, Sweet Lauren's. I want to say Lorenz, but it's Sweet Lauren. So it's so great to have you on, Lauren. Thank you for having me. I'm excited that you're here. Um, I have to give all credit to my daughter, Kendall, who... Um, I she introduced me to your product uh, a couple months ago, and I loved it. And then I found it in both refrigerators, and I'm like, "This is really good and a great brand." And then I started really looking into it even more. And she said, "Hey, why don't you have her on the show?" And I thought, "Why don't we have her on the show?" And so here you are. I'm so excited. Um, so let's do this, Lauren. How about before we jump into your product um, and company, give us a little bit of your background and what you were doing before launching the business? I really wasn't doing anything. Uh anything that consistent professionally, I started the business and the concept for the business at a pretty young age. So um, I was diagnosed with cancer at 22 years old. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. I found out a couple months after graduating college. So that just derailed like, you know, I was planning on getting my MBA. I was planning on um, kind of jumping into a hardcore job. And after going through that and thinking, being cured, I just so passionate about finding something that made super happy that I really cared about. So I jumped around after that for a couple years to, I tried PR, I tried to work in finance, I tried to work in the restaurant industry, I tried to work for a wine company. And I just honestly was miserable the whole time. Like, I realized I was an entrepreneur. And I want to do something that had a positive impact on the world and something that made me just so excited to be alive and jump up until I could find that, I just wasn't happy. And so I didn't have some like big career before starting Sweet Lawrence. I really taught a lot of yoga. That's what I did like on the side, even at the beginning of starting Sweet Lawrence until, you know, it really became a full-time thing. Wow. Amazing. I can't imagine. And I think anyone listening is like, wait, 22. I mean, uh, and, and then not knowing what to do or where to go. Like, I, I mean, you had a plan and a path, right? And then suddenly right turn. I mean, how did you navigate through that? It was really crazy and dark. I mean, I've always been a very kind of happy, optimistic, go-getter person and personality. And when at 22, I just, and you know, I just had graduated college. So you really feel like you're on top of the world. Like the world's your oyster. You're so excited to like get a real job and, you know, not be at school anymore and be on your own. And I, moved back. I was went to USC in LA for college. So I found out a couple months after graduating, moved back to New York, was living at home with my mom and my sister. Sure. Like, you know, not what you want to be doing in your early 20s. You want to be independent <laughs> and out there and feeling great. So it, it was dark for a couple of months. Like I, for the first time in my life, I felt like it was what it was like to feel kind of like you'd hit rock bottom because I didn't know if I would get through it. I didn't know if even if I got through it, if I'd even be happy on the other side or if I'd even feel really great again. I 
I just felt like I'd be so wounded after all of it. You know, sometimes when you go through something really traumatic and hard, you're like, how could I ever get back? And so after a couple months of kind of feeling that really dark place um, and realizing how miserable that dark place is, I had a therapist um, as well that helped me kind of just talk through a bunch of these things. And then something just clicked in my brain that was like, I couldn't this somehow be a positive? Like, I'm going to get through sure. this and be healthier on the other side. And how could I turn this from the worst negative and scariest thing into my biggest strength? And that really was like this motivation that I had in the back of my head where like, I, no one else was going to do that for me. I had to do that myself. And I had to figure out a way to do that. And um, my doctor didn't really talk about food. Like it was all about the medicine for him. And sure. he's an amazing doctor, but that didn't sit right with me. I was already a yoga instructor. I was already really into kind of food and being right. natural, like, sure. you know, so I started to study nutrition. I started to take cooking classes to really empower myself. I was like, the only reason people don't eat that healthy is that it's either not convenient or, or not good. Food good. Yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't taste yeah. good. And if it doesn't taste good, you're not going to eat it. Yeah. Totally. So I was like, <laughs> how do I make healthier food taste so delicious that you would choose it over the processed? And I became a good cook, making a lot of meals that were healthy and delicious, but I have a huge sweet tooth and I couldn't find any bakeries, any cookbooks, any, it was really hard. You know, this is over 10 years ago that let to find... Right you know, really natural, healthier products that were super kind of sophisticated and higher, higher quality and better tasting. So I, I saw that problem and I was so passionate about, you know, trying to satisfy my sweet tooth. I think cookie dough is the most delicious food in the world. And I was like, love it. I am not giving up cookie dough for the rest of my life. You know, <laughs> no. I will find a way to make it so that it's healthier. And I feel, I feel good after I eat it. And so that became kind of like the guiding light for sweet Lawrence. And I started to make a ton, a ton of recipes and they were terrible at the beginning. <laughs> and then eventually like everyone fell in love with them. And that's when like the idea for sweet Lawrence really felt real. That's really, really cool. Yeah. I just, um, have, I have, I have the package. You guys can't see this cause we don't do video obviously, but, um, I have the chocolate chunk cookie dough. Um, and it's amazing. And I just had one before I hit record. Um, and I'll be having another in a second. Um, okay. So for those who don't um, know the company and the business, the first line was the first of its kind, place and bake edible cookie dough. Yum. Um, in 2019, they ranked number 114 in the Inc. 500 fastest growing private companies in the U.S. Was picked as part of the 2019 Inc. Female Founders 100. It's amazing. Um, but I have fast forwarded through a lot. So... I'm going to start a business. I love cookie dough. Uh, did, when did it go from, you know, I, I don't want to give up cookie dough, so I'm going to actually make this and make a product out of it. You know what I mean? Talk about that transition. So started just, you know, making them in my mom's kitchen just for myself. And then when I saw family and friends love it, at the beginning, I was like, oh, they're just trying to be nice. You know, right. everyone, <laughs> right. cookies, whatever. But you know, I, I was always testing new recipes. So I was always bringing them to parties and people's houses and just always had them with me. And like people's response got louder and louder. And it was from strangers, even at parties that, you know, had weren't trying to make me feel good. Like I just started to genuinely see consumer reaction of like, of course, I want a healthier way to satisfy my sweet tooth. Oh my God, this right. is amazing. I don't feel gross after um, just all these positive things. And so 
that combined with trying to get other jobs and being miserable. <laughs> right. There was this mashup going on. <laughs> I just yeah. was like, I think I have to make this work because I'm unemployable. Like I'm just I'm <laughs> to start my own business. And right. so I um took a business writing course to start writing a business plan for Sweet Lawrence. Like, should I open a bakery? Should it be a CPG product? If it is a sure. CPG product, what type of CPG product? And in that business writing class, there was a guy that worked at Whole Foods and he got me a meeting with the head buyer in New York City. And I just took the meeting. I was not prepared yet. I didn't even have a packaged product, but I went with like samples of baked cookies sure. and a one page of like what Sweet Lawrence stood for, what kind of ingredients we used. And he called me the next day and was like, we've never tasted something so good. Like, how soon can you get this? Wow. And I started crying. And I was oh like, my God. this is my, a door is opening and I can either say I'm not ready and run away or tell him I need a couple months because I don't have a packaged product. Like I need to figure out a right. packaging. <laughs> right. And you've but never done this before because, I've, I've, you know. Exactly. You know. Never done this before. Right. No one in my family is in the food industry. I mean, I have no right. idea what I'm doing. And, um, you know, or go for it. And, you know, I just made right. a promise to myself that like I was going to give it 110%. And I don't, I didn't, whatever obstacle came in the way, I'd figure it out. And like, I would do this so that I was doing something I loved every day and doing something that genuinely I felt like made the world a better place and really solved a need and made food more accessible and healthier and delicious and cleaner, you know, for millions of people. And that's why I was inspired to really move into CPG and be sold in yep. supermarkets versus just a bakery or something online because I felt like I could reach more people. Sure. Love this. Um, Non-GMO, plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, peanut, peanut tree nut free um and it tastes like amazing like it tastes like cookie dough if you didn't know if i if you closed your eyes and i gave you a ball of the dough you would eat it and go oh my god amazing so okay did you just start with the one the uh, chocolate chunk is that and then how did you figure that out like that first go round like who helped you how did you figure that out who to go to and to get a package a product even commercial so product I mean, I did it all myself. I really just hustled and made a lot of mistakes, but figured things out. So I, I've switched to four different factories over the last 10 years. Uh, so the first product, you know, was made at a really small factory. And then I moved to a bigger one and then a bigger one. And, you know, now we're at, you know, another one. And and I've, I honestly just focused the whole time on what is the consumer asking for? Like, how do I make a product that really people love and really solves a problem. So when I first launched Sweet Lawrence, it actually wasn't gluten-free. The original product line was just whole grain. And I'm not gluten-free. Like I I can eat gluten. I stay sure. away from a lot of it, but like... Yeah, but it doesn't bother you. Know, you. You're not having this, any effects or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. When I launched this, I, you know, I was just creating the recipe that worked for me. But once it got into thousands of supermarkets, I would hear from people Hey, my husband is gluten-free. Hey, my daughter is gluten-free. Hey, I feel Got I'm trying it. to be more paleo and staying away from gluten. Hey, I feel better when I stay away from gluten. I just was like, why don't I create, why don't I just try to make this as free from as many things as possible, as long as taste is always number one. And so over time, I've just continually tweaked the recipes so that everyone can eat it and everyone can feel good. Like basically you can bring this to a dinner party and basically everyone can enjoy it because it's dairy free it's egg free it's plant based it's gluten free it's non gmo it's nut free right. so you know you just 
most food allergies or dietary restrictions or, or lifestyles, like people just love the ingredient list. I love that. Um, okay. So you, you start with the first round of this and you did you found someone to help you with packaging did you know you're gonna have you know 12 pieces and and by the way do like i eat it just as the dough do, do most people eat just the as the dough versus making cookies so we launched it and then you know we hear from half our customers like you know i don't even bake it like I know, right it. we don't even and bake so, it by the way i hate to say yeah. in our house we just eat the dough ball <laughs> And so that's why we put on our package and that's why we made sure it's yeah. super safe, safe to eat raw eat. because yeah. it's so delicious raw, but all, but there are people that want to eat some raw and bake some often have warm cookies. And, right. um, and then there are some that just don't even like cookie dough raw and they just want warm cookies. So it's, again, it's just like, it's trying to be so universal. Like, like, you know, we want to be the dream treat and bake goods that like you keep in the house and it's, it's great for everyone. So um, so again, that was a learning over time. I put sure. it on the package over time. Right. Was, safety. You know, yeah. Safety. It was always safety, but we, you know, made sure and started to do testing and then put it on the front of the package just so that everyone can feel safe and enjoy it. Um, yep. but I, I mean, our first package, if you looked at our first packaging, like it was terrible, you know, so I launched <laughs> that's, a, that's okay though. <laughs> Cause I didn't know better. I didn't know anything right. about marketing. I didn't know anything about the psychology of packaging. I had no, I, I was trying to do it for the cheapest, easiest way. Um, and I didn't have a team, so I had no one else really helping me direct it. But again, I launched in a couple whole foods. And then I basically spent one year demoing the product. Like I was that girl in. <laughs> can, can I give you a sample of my cookie? Hey, can I give you my sample? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Sampling, 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 dragging a toaster oven in a suitcase on the subway in New York City. I oh, mean, geez. it was, I'll tell you, it was, it was miserable. It was like the, that, like you're excited because your business is growing, but it was exhausting and miserable sure. at times. But it was like, gold because I spent that year listening to consumer reaction and behavior. And so I would sample it and like, you know, you would, after you would hear something dozens of times, you'd be like, maybe I should look into that. You know, so people would mention the packaging. Like I love, I want, I don't want it to be in a tub. I want it to be portion controllable in little, you know, like bite size, bite sizes. And I want, um, these flavors and I want, you know, these types of ingredients. And, you know, after hearing those things several, several times, you know, I started to really listen and work towards it. And so that's really what has been my goal over the last several years is like, how do we become the number one better for you baked goods company and just be a brand that people love that's based on a really authentic, true mission and story and create products that are better than the artificial chemical ones yeah well i've got lots of questions on that in a few moments as we think about the future um you start off with i'm guessing chocolate chunk now you've got sugar oatmeal cranberry and fudgy brownie did you add those early on or later how did those other um i'd say line so, extensions if you want to call it come out yeah when you launch a cpg product it's 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 like kind of impossible just to get one skew on the shelf because you get so lost anyway. Plus not no everyone doubt. loves chocolate chunk. So chocolate chunk is always going to be our number one skew. But then, you know, fudgy brownie is our number two. People are also obsessed with that. And then, of course, there are people that just want a sugar cookie, like things a little bit more like vanilla and simple. And then the oatmeal cranberry has this amazing cult following 
It's really? so good. And that's that's actually you can find that in like Whole Foods um and Kroger right now for holiday season. So it's in, it. you know, holiday flavor. Um you have to try it because it's once you okay. try it, you'll fall. I mean, but, we got Kroger in Atlanta and Whole Foods. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> and it's also in Publix. It's in all oh, Publix um, as a, well. Love but, Publix. <laughs> love Publix. Um so we really started with these because they kind of solve the need for every type of person, you know, that likes chocolate, that doesn't, that, um, but then what we've just launched over the last like six months is actually a less sugar chocolate chunk and a less sugar cookie, which is really revolutionary for the category. And again, we did this based on consumer feedback. Like there was hundred people that would be like, I love your product so much, but I know you're free of all the things. But I am really watching my sugar intake. You know, I Got count it. every gram. I'm really sensitive to it. I'm, and so we wanted to make sure we were solving a need for that that person too. And that person is different than maybe you, you know, or me. And so, so anyways, we've just launched that. It, and the chocolate chunk has six grams of sugar per cookie, which is about 40% less than the average of the national brands. So it's almost <laughs> half sugar of like the conventional, you know, products at, that are on the shelf. So it's a really big deal for anyone watching their sugar because there's no sugar substitutes in it. So there's no weird like aftertaste or, you know, weird substitutes. It's literally just sure. non-GMO vegan cane sugar that's sweetened. We've just brought it down as much as possible. So you, really excited about that. That's pretty cool. Brett's new. And um, also though, you guys also have these mini cups like the edible brownie batter mini cup and also birthday cake edible cookie dough like is this just an extension a different packaging uh for a similar product how have you, how do you think about that yeah it's um that's like our place and bake cookie dough is really our bread and butter but again listening to consumers like there there is a consumer who just wants to eat it raw has no intention of baking right. a cookie dough ever. It. and right. And they want to like scoop it. They want it to be creamy, like the way that like if you just made a batch of cookie dough in your, you know, KitchenAid in your kitchen and you could just take a spoonful, they want that creamy mouthfeel. And so we, you know, this isn't like a big category yet. Edible cookie dough cups are not like a huge, it's kind of a new, smaller emerging category. But um, a lot of our big customers said like, we we love this. We want to try it. So so we, cool. we, a couple of years ago, launched the edible cookie dough cups. That's awesome. I love it. Um, so, okay. So you get in the first, the, the buyer from Whole Foods says, hey, we love this. How fast can you get it to us? So how fast did you get them something? Like what, how much time did that take? And was it one store? Was it multiple? What did it look like early days? So he was like, can you get this to me next month? And I was like, give me, you know, and I, I said yes. I was like, I was like, absolutely. Right. Yes. Like, <laughs> right. Of course. I, of course, I can figure out packaging and print packaging and find a factory, <laughs> you know, and barcodes um, and safety labels and, and almost yeah, exactly. That thirty days, I was, I, you know, I emailed him and said, you know, we're moving to a bigger factory. We're finalizing the new packaging. You know, um, can you be patient with me? And we just stayed in touch, and he appreciated how much I communicated with him and. Um, I followed up all the time. I didn't just go dark. And it took seven months, you know, to find the factory, to do the test runs, to print the packaging, to like, to just really have something I was confident was going to sell. Um, and once that launched, yeah, then then we were in business. 
Oh, uh, everyone listening, seven months. You had a buyer say, "I want the product." It took. It wasn't seven days. Seven months. I mean, it takes time. Um, it's not overnight. It, and, and okay, so you get in those first couple of stores, or how was it all stores or first couple? And then did you already see sell through, or how did you drive trial? You know, because just because you put a product on the shelf doesn't mean it sells. Literally, I got into store by store. So I got into one store. It was the Columbus Circle Whole Foods, which this is New York City. So like you're going to get the most foot traffic probably of any totally. Whole Foods. And so they they do move a ton and there's a lot of people in there. It's not a quiet Whole Foods, which again was great for me because this was a great, you know, testing zone for me to talk to hundreds of consumers every day and see reactions. I wasn't, you know, totally, you know, whole, you know, some stores get really quiet and, um, you know, you barely, you know, could hand out enough samples. I could barely keep up. I couldn't keep up making enough warm cookies. So, um, so sure. one by one, I literally had to go to each Whole Foods on my own, meet with the buyer and get in one by one for all the stores in the Northeast. Um, and I, and I'm glad I started small because I had a lot of tweaking I need to do to make that the packaging, right. The recipe, right. To make it what it is today to move at the velocity that you need to, to be one of the top SKUs at a target, at a Kroger, at a Publix, at a, you know, sure. So, so, and I was that girl demoing. And so, you know, we, I signed up for a couple of promotions that we did throughout the year and then I demoed it at, all over. And so that was, that's what I did. And then, wow. you know, tweaked, then I won actually a contest called the next big small brand for culinary genius. It was like a food contest. And what I won was branding and design work, which oh, couldn't perfect. have been better time. I needed that. And I learned so much from the branding and design work that the company did for me. And so that was the best gift because, I mean, that, that, you know, was worth thousands of dollars and it was dozens of hours. And that's really where I had like my mini, you know, training of kind of the psychology of packaging and how strategic exactly. Even the yeah. colors and how you have them on the label or on your uh, packaging and how anyway, it's very nice. It looks really great. Um, so when did it go beyond Whole Foods? So you knew you had something then like, OK, buyer likes product, product in store, it product is selling. So I have something here. When did it go beyond that? And what did you do any sort of direct to consumer at the time? It was 10 years ago. I don't know. But um, did you get into other stores? What that look like? Yeah, we've always done direct to consumer. We still do direct to consumer through sweetlawrence.com, but it's a refrigerated product and so it's expensive to ship and it's always a hindrance because it's expensive. Exactly. Exactly. And um our cookie dough is pre-portioned. So, and that's a that's an important part of the brand because I really believe that's part of a healthy lifestyle and the convenience of it is that, you know, you don't have to you can really make one or two at a time. And so you know what you're eating and what, you know, the nutrition content of that uh, versus, you know, you have a big tub of cookie dough. Like it's hard to know exactly how much you're making or eating at one time. So we launched. So, so once I, so I got into a couple more stores that kept growing small, local kept growing. And then I got a meeting with Publix supermarkets and they brought us in. Did you pursue them or did you pursue them or did they come to you? How did that I work? pursued them. I pursued them. And um, I met someone who's now my VP of sales, actually, but she was working for uh, Chobani yogurt at the time. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. 
And she knew the refrigerated section. She knew the buyers. She loved the story of Sweet Lawrence. And she was like, listen, like, all you can do is fill out the form and send it to the buyer and, you know, see if he's interested. And, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? And I was like, all right, let's do it. And he responded immediately and wanted a meeting immediately. And he was like, yeah, the cookie dough category is flat or declining. I need someone to come in and reinvent it, you know? And I was totally, like, totally. That's what I'm going to do. And so got a meeting with him. Um, it wasn't the review se- season. So he was like, come back in a couple months. Then I came back for a second meeting and he brought us into all doors like overnight. <laughs> Boom. And, <laughs> Were and you that changed for that everything. though. Okay. Because like, that's yes, a lot I of was, volume. I so it's a lot of volume, but it was like, I, I saw what it was like running the company for a couple of years being in uh, you know, 100, 200 stores. And quite frankly, it was miserable for me. Like it wasn't scaling. It wasn't changing the food industry. I wasn't reaching enough people. I wasn't making <laughs> money to hire the team I wanted. Like Got none it. of it. You were solved. kind of like in this middle ground, like getting by and it's good, but it wasn't scaled. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What? And so I was like, either I need to like not be in this industry or this needs to, we need to become a brand name because Like, that's the only way that, like, this is worth it. And so I was so excited for that. And so that happened. And then the night I was meeting with Kroger right after that, and Kroger brought us into all doors right after that. Um, And everyone really said the same thing. Like, the cookie dough category has two, it's a duopoly. There's two big players that have owned it forever. They own the majority of the category. They are not like reaching the future trends of health and wellness or millennials or your daughter, like they, like they're not really innovating in any way. And like, that's not good for anyone. That's not good for the category. That's not good for the buyer. It's not good for consumers. No. Most people have forgotten about the ca- category because like they just think cookie dough's junk food. So they're like, I, you yeah. know, once in a while, but now that Sweet Lawrence is there, people are buying it weekly and you know, it's it can be part of a healthier lifestyle. It's funny. I was at a food show a couple months ago in Chicago and I was walking around with a major brand and I, I had seen um, a small brand that had cookie dough flavored something. And I mentioned that to this big brand and they were like, where we want, we want to go that we're, we're, we, that's a category we need to get into. And I was like, wow, like, and I love cookie dough. Anyway, my, and my, my daughter, by the way, has uh, texted me while we're on, we're doing this. She said, let her know that it changed my life. And she eats them every day. She's obsessed. Oh, tell her I love her. <laughs> How so funny is that? <laughs> so I funny. Love She'll that. love this. Um, okay. So this is really cool. Um, okay. So here you are. So you said you were ready to scale. Um, did you, were you able to pick up the volume or do you have a distributor? Like, how do you manage? Cause for those that are new to the food and beverage industry, like managing, shipments and deliveries and invoicing and payment and all with a big retailer or a big grocery is not easy. So like, how did you navigate that? Well, I'm super lucky because once we got into Publix and then Kroger, I actually hired that woman that had that helped person. me. That person, got it. Okay. That person. And she has been with me ever since and, and she's a rock star. And um, Yvette really helped me like you know, she'd done this before. So I was like, I don't want to make mistakes. I don't want to fill out the paperwork the wrong way. I don't want to sign up for delivery and be stuck with a distributor that's charging X amount of pricing. Totally. She came on board and we like strategized how to do it most efficiently. And, um, it was a really great way to like kick it off with, with an experienced team. Amazing. Um, fast forwarding a bit, here we are today. You're 10 plus years into the business. Um, what, as you look ahead, and you, you've talked about 
Um, and it sounds like to me almost getting beyond cookie dough and being kind of this broader brand. How are you thinking about that? The next six to 12 months, anything on the horizon we should be thinking about with you? Yeah, really exciting. We're working on um, products beyond cookie dough that will come out in 2023. And, you know, we came out with these concepts really based the way that I've grown the business from the beginning, like where, what are consumers missing? What else are they asking for? And where else is there an exciting category to enter and reinvent and grow and bring incremental business to that really reaches someone like me who wants delicious, cleaner, safer food and something the whole family loves. Like it tastes so good and it's such a great package and brand that, you know, daughter loves it, dad loves it, everyone in between. <laughs> totally. That's exciting. So I can't All right. So more. I know. It's, it's That's okay. We don't need the grand reveal, but we are going to get you back on in a couple months once you've got something to share. Perfect. And we got to tell that story. Um, okay, we're getting close to the end here. I always love to ask some of our um, our founders that come on some of their biggest lessons learned. Uh, you're almost 12 years now into the business, which is incredible. Um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to our show and they're always looking for advice. What would be two or three things that you'd share with them, you know, as you've been through, um, growing a brand and with growth in front of you, what what would you want to share today? I would say write a business plan and just really know what you're going after because success come looks like many things to different people. So just make sure you know what success looks like for you. And that can be a small business, that can be a big business, that can be a medium-sized business. I mean, just what what does success look like to you so that you have that be so grounded in enough data and research and thought that it's your North Star and it just guides you because it's so hard to break into this industry and it takes years. And the reason why I people say to me like, I can't believe you're still at it or you have like the passion still. And it's like, I have the same passion I had day one because I'm on a mission and like, I care so much about this. And the more, the bigger we get, the more people we reach, the more emails I get seeing things like your daughter that people say like, you have changed my life. Like you have to create more products. And all I see is like the good we can do and the opportunity we can take. And so I just feel like we've worked this hard and we're just getting started because now we actually have a platform. So I just think it's really important to have a mission and a business plan and a focus so that it's your guiding force. And and then my other thing, especially to, to everyone out there, but especially females, don't be afraid to dream super big. Like be a billion dollar business if you want. Like you anything is possible with, you know, the right plan and hard work. And so I'd say those are my my two things. I love it. So amazing. I mean, think back like 13 years ago, there was no business, you know what I mean? And here you are like, it's, I mean, 22 cancer and getting through that, not knowing, and then you launched this brand in an interesting category that was underserved and undermanaged and underdeveloped. And, and now you've got a, a category, a category that's going to go beyond, um, cookie dough. So it's been so great having you on. Before we go, you've got to share where our um, listeners can find you, buy product. You've mentioned a bunch of retail stores and outlets, but give them the the, the website, your social um, information, of course, and then um, we can close out. Awesome. So you can find out 
everything you want to know about Sweet Lauren's on our website, which is sweetlorens.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook at Sweet Lauren's as well. And you can find us in the refrigerated dough section of your local grocery store. We're in most grocery stores, so Whole Foods, Target, Publix, Kroger, Harris Teeter, Wegmans, Stop and Shop, you know, you name it. But you can always go on our website, <laughs> who's who? put in your zip code, and it'll pop up where we're sold near you. And if you have any questions, email us, hello at sweetlawrence.com. I promise we'll get back to you. And um, yeah, we just want to hear from it. you guys growing. I think it's so great. And share with our audience where they find your product in those stores. So in the refrigerated dough section, you can find all of our cookie doughs. And so it's, you know, right near the dairy and the yogurt and, you know, uh, eggs and all of that. So definitely check us out. We have this white and magenta pink packaging that should pop That's off awesome. the shelf. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to find once you're there. It's just good to f- people to know yeah. where it is categorized in the store. Well, um, so great to have you on, Lauren. You've got to come back on down the road. Excited for you. I mean, man, you're in your growing brand. Thanks for making the time to be with us. And we can't wait to have you back. Awesome. Thank you so much, Justin. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.